0: The top three responses that I get when I ask, why do you want to leave corporate America? Are that you want financial freedom, you want to own your own time, and you wanna build a legacy for this generation and generations to come. Now, this is not a solo job. In order to transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship, it's gonna take community and it's gonna take resources. And I've created the community of pioneers who are going to wrap around you and help you make that transition successfully. So if you're interested in leaving your job, go ahead and click that information below. Let's get into the community and let's transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship successfully. Now let's get back to the episode.
1: I've never seen somebody with power like suit somebody else. You know, like they were all about that. I was like, I want to be like her. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and I was like, let's see what this network is about. So I joined, and again, I raised my hand. We need a web developer, and I was like, I can do that still not, I, I can't even airdrop on my iPhone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she said absolutely! Like, yeah, I did, I did say that, because uh, it was like, the website is messed up, and for weeks they announced it and nobody was raising their hands. so I was like, I, I, I'm just awesome, I'm mm-hmm. smart, um, and I don't know what I did in that job, I think I tried to update the website and then I think I said messing it up and I was just like, oh, I need to find somebody else to do this, and I ended up replacing myself because I was like, this is not me at all, but I learned that maybe I'm a technology person, but I didn't know that then. And I, I wanted to serve, but they liked my energy and they kept me on the board and I had different roles. Um, I was, um, and then there was a point where like the board fell apart, I think I was secretary, the board fell apart. And uh, we showed up the next school year and the counselor was like, how are we going to do this, Cheetah? Uh, I think you should be the president. And I was like, wait, hey, what? I'm I don't know the system. I, I don't know what's going on." She's like, well, if someone's going to do it, it might as well be you, and I think you can do it. And she really gave me the confidence. She was the first person who said, I see it in you. Daniel. I believe you can do it. Let's go. Yeah. And I had to literally go around campus like asking people to join my work. Hey, I need the vice president. Have you? They're like, what is Java? <laughs> i <laughs> like, I don't know, but you're me to be the vice president of it, uh, you know, <laughs> wow. I recruited a whole team, um, Kayla's best friend Rico, um, for Circle, I recruited him on my team, I, I knew him from like outside school, when I met him on campus, he wasn't even a county major, and he wasn't even in the business school, but I was like, Rico, and you yeah. uh, and my team was excellent, we were able to like, grow membership, um, we, at the end of my mm-hmm. tenure, oh, we were the like, chapter of the year, we grew up paid membership to like from, I think there were five paid members when I got on to like 60, 75, something like that. Oh, wow. Um, you know, corp- we, we, we have our corporate relationships because like mm-hmm. they weren't giving us any money when I took it. And at the end of the year, they were buying us like t-shirts and stuff because like that's how clubs are I mean teams like corporate corporations Offices, give yeah. sponsorships. And mm-hmm. it's not a lot of money, but it's hard to get those dollars. Absolutely. <laughs> it's hard to get those dollars, mm-hmm. but like... I ended up doing a lot of that and, you know, it was interesting because I think I understood myself sometimes and I think I was struggling with the same problem because like, the films were not all about Gina. I'm like, I'm doing other things. <laughs> um, it, it, it came. It came later. Mm-hmm. But like, I, you know, I was getting frustrated because I was like, I should be like Teresa, I I should just like come court me, you know, give me some money for stuff. Um, but it, again, it did come. I think it, it did come. Like I, I got an offer a year before the end of my master's, and I was able to work, which you know was a dream. That never happens. And I remember interning. Um, I interned at a bank here in Atlanta, the sized bank. And in my interview, I got asked one question. And I talked about NABBA, how I was able to grow, and like my NABBA story was my interview. And that was the only question they asked, and it was five minutes. And they're like, "Okay, well, thanks for coming in." And I'm sitting there like, "That's it." But like, I, I asked one question. I told them all about that, and I guess they got what they needed. And I remember going home and like saying, I'm gonna, "I think I bought tequila because I was like, that was shit. Like, what kind of interview lasts five minutes? You know?" I was so distraught. I was like, "Oh my god, I really wanted that. I needed, you know, to put myself through grad school." And yeah. so I went and I was like, I guess I'll send this thank you email. So I yeah. sent my thank you email, and the guy called me, he's like, oh my gosh, you sent sending it right away, we love you, can you start on Monday? And I was sitting here like, really? He's like, yeah, no, we love your story. I'm like, you only asked one question, he's like, that's, yeah. And so it was an interesting opportunity So that came out of that, and actually my job while uh, at college also came from NABBA. I went to a conference, and again, it was one of those interviews where I walked out thinking, Good Lord, because they forgot about me. <laughs> I wasn't on deck to interview. I had applied for a job online. They didn't uh, pick my resume, but I went to the stand during the day, and um, one of my mentors, Rick Warren, was sitting there, and he was like, come, come at 5 o'clock. You know, we'll see what we got. And I was like, okay. So I went. And they had a closed shop, they had broken down their stand, yeah. and I'm like, uh, somebody said I should come for an interview, <laughs> what is going on? And the girl, two people interviewed me, uh, one is now the CEO of like um, the, what is my Boy girls club, uh, a big nonprofit in Chicago. And this other girl, she was sick, her nose was running, she was red in the face, and so I went in with her first, and she had a fight, she was running late because of my interview. And I was just like, oh my god.
0: <laughs> like this is gonna be terrible.
1: <laughs> it was. I was like and then I went up to the next door with the CEO of Chicago, um what was it? the YMCA? Okay, Y M C A. And um, she just she was this she's this black woman, so much power, so much poise. And she kinda of was just looking at me, you know, like uh, it was so intimidating, but again, I told my napper spiel how I was a leader and all these baddest things I had done. She asked a, you know, she asked me to introduce myself, and I just went into my spiel, right? And then she asked some other questions, but you know, she was very quiet. She didn't say much, or she's not very reactionary. She's very strong poker face, and I was just like, oh, this, I should, I should just stay in my room because whatever. <laughs> when I got to Atlanta again, Rick called me. He's like, oh, she recommended you strongly and all this stuff, and you were one of Three people that were moving forward from mm-hmm. the whole conference and all this stuff. And apparently, I was the first person out of my class that was hired. And uh, office was a new one. You know, so it's so funny how like the right opportunity will, will hit. And yeah. that guy was my sponsor throughout my t- time there. And even after I left, um, when I was looking to move uh, from my previous job to my next, I called him. And he called some people in his network just to try and place me because. Um, you know, we're still kind of connected and he still thinks I'm badass, you know, from again, I met him right out of college and I only worked there for two years, but yeah. he's still somebody I can call and say, you know, I I need I need help or I'm feeling this way and how yes. do I navigate the situation? But I've been, you know, really blessed in in some of the, again, just stepping out and just saying let me try this out, try things out, you know. It it it, served you so well. It has, it has. I'm very fortunate in that regard.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. So (laughs) you have the foundation of, one, you've seen your mother serve as a mom in your family right Mm -hmm. so and it might seem like a micro way of serving but that's how you got your foundation in caring for others Mm -hmm. and then it sounds like you got even more external when it came to the young the kids you know the street kids living on the street and then identifying that there's not there's so much more that makes us the same that makes us different Mm -hmm. and that kind of ingrained this like serving mentality so you come over to atlanta you're you're in one of the more like prestigious neighborhoods, right? And you find your way in a system where you're able to get, tap into FBLA, FBLA mm-hmm. and then raise your hand for that, raise your hand for that. But once you get into, well, actually, educate yourself about the college system, so the the high school to college system. Mm-hmm. Thrive at that, get to a place where you're in NABA and then use your authentic self to just kind of
1: thrive. Yeah. I think also, you know, you said something about, like, learning the system.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: NABBA helped me learn the corporate system. Because, mm-hmm. like, there was no way for me, like, my mom, they still have, like, for, like pensions and stuff. Like, the corporate environment in Zambia and here are different. Like, I didn't have that in any, and I didn't, none of my friends, Parents really worked like corporate jobs, Mm -hmm. Uh, so there was nobody that I could get that from. Um, So NABA really was that avenue for me to kind of like learn what to expect, and Mm -hmm. it taught me. uh, I remember like my first few interviews. uh, I speak pretty low, like I'm more quiet, and like in our culture, you don't look men in the eye. Like you Mm -hmm. know, when you greet them, you kind of like kneel a little bit. You know, there's this like thing, and it's it's hard to shake off. Uh, and I still notice myself when I'm making eye contact, like I feel it
0: mm-hmm. it's, it's like this
1: thing where it's, it's not a natural
0: thing we need to look people in the face you know and here we are looking at each other now
1: yeah but its it's calm,
0: but yeah. now that
1: was the first place where I started to like correct not really correct but um learn the system like you said, learn the way that business is done here uh um, my handshake, you know, (laughs) there's still some intimidating people that like there's a part of me that will like glitch and like default into like this handshake of like almost like bowing down a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, and I have to correct for that but it's so funny like when they're like strong Zambian black men, Mm -hmm. it comes out, you know, it's so, I I catch myself doing it and I'm like, it's conditioning but again I have to like learn the American system and Nama was a safe place for me to do that. And, you know, I learned how to be a leader, how to serve, I mean, intrinsically we are all kind of leaders, right? But how to do it effectively uh, in corporate America space. And, and so it, it gave me, I think, that serving through NABA has continued through my career. And um, NABA is still a place that I go back to kind of talk about. Um, I, I, those people were mentors, right? City professional chapter, I remember when I just joined my first job. I think I was telling you a little bit about it, where I was like the first girl on the team, <laughs> the black girl. I think somebody once made a comment by my hair and saying, "You always have different hair." I remember then, like this became like my default work hairstyle, is, like curly hair, because I was just, like, I don't want it. I don't want the distraction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not a choice like everybody has to make, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but.
0: I've gotten so many questions about this brand and I'm super excited to share that this episode is sponsored by Black is Wealth Clothing. Now Black is Wealth was created to inspire and empower our culture to tap into our wealth. Now when we talk about wealth, we're not just talking about financial wealth, we're talking about the strength, resilience, and brilliance that lives inside of all of us. Now by tapping into our wealth, we can create any form of wealth that we desire. So if you like this shirt or any other shirt that you've seen me sport on my Instagram or any other other platform, then go check them out at blackiswealth.com. I love this one, and y'all are gonna love it too. Now let's get back to the episode.
1: The mentorship, and I remember going back to my dad, family and saying, I don't know, I don't speak football. Maybe we about that. I don't speak football. These, my clients, again, we're in the South, so a lot of banks are, especially the, the size of bank that like is my sweet spot, which is community banks. Yeah. It's like some of them's family run, like generations and generations of CEOs from the same family mm-hmm. and it's the good old boys club and like here I am <laughs> uh, very, um, a very energetic black African woman out, right out of college asking them how their process works and challenging them on it and mm-hmm. I mean it can be really intimidating right sitting there looking them in the eye and saying well this is what I think and then looking at you like wait how old are you and that's been a response a lot of times just how old are you? I feel like I'm matured now hopefully they're not asking me that now anymore <laughs> but like then my little orange dress with my little jacket uh, they, they really were looking at me like I was you know out of water but like NABA gave me the confidence cause like I would go back to other women uh, black women and some black men who related and you know told me well they might but so what you like, if yeah. you are good at what you do it doesn't matter yeah. uh, if you speak you know, from a place of truth and be knowledgeable, it will come. And it has, right? Because people can say a lot about me, even currently on my teams, um, as, like, who I am as a person. But what they can say is the skill set I bring, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I have built my banking knowledge. I know the operations of a bank. And so, like, when I speak to my clients, they can respect me because I know what they do. Even though I'm not the expert like they are, I can speak their language, I use their terms. Yes. And like I can bring up something that's happening in the industry and I like, bring them together and so it's like, oh, I'm speaking to somebody who knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And now they start telling you all about their things and all, they get excited, you yes. know, because cu- I am naturally curious, and so like I'm curious about what they're doing. And so I'll ask them things that maybe aren't even like super related to, like what, why are there? And they'll tell you they want to talk about the things that are exciting in their world just like anybody else. Yeah. And when they can see that you appreciate that and you understand it, it gives you respect. So, like, um, over time, that's come, and I'm really excited that I'm in a place now where um, it's the people still who try it. Yeah. People still try it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> still try sure. it.
0: Uh-huh. You said that, um, well, one, I want to touch on the cultural capital, that linguistic capital mm-hmm. that we talked about before, mm-hmm. being able to speak other people's language. I just want to put a pin in that. Um, and if you guys are curious, I definitely, I highly suggest you read yeah. that. Um, but you said something that's really important, and it opens the door for you to be able to relate, and they want to talk about mm-hmm. themselves. So, of course, it gives you a, a kind of see, a door into their world a little yeah. bit. Do you feel like it, it happens reverse? Do you feel like being able to connect with other allows, maybe not all of them, but anyone to, you know, kind of extend themselves into your world?
1: Um... <laughs> It's interesting because sometimes yes but I don't know that I love it all the time um, the reason I say that is sometimes well-meaning but people are so like their perceptions of like what my world looks like are so ill-informed that it puts a black taste right now and I'll say I'll give an example uh, <laughs> I don't know who's gonna watch this but um, one of my clients really wanted to I guess you know, show that they related, and it was the time of COVID, and um, we were talking about farming, and I was like, oh, yeah, back home, you know, we still have a garden, you know, whatever, and it got a little bit racially driven, some of, like, their ideas about, like, Africans, and uh, we were talking about blood type, and, like, how blood types are inferior, and I remember just saying, like, Okay, let's bring this back, right? On track. So like I think a lot of the times when they try, or when uh, some people try to come into my world, it, it it just shuts me down a little bit, because I, especially in a professional setting, I don't want to, uh, it's, it's sensitive, right? Like I don't want to say, well actually, like super informed people, because I don't want to embarrass them, or um, offend or cross a line, right? Because that's still business for us, right? I'm still there to serve them and so it, it, yeah, a lot of the times when, when, when people try to enter my world, it's, it's not informed or <laughs> the right way and uh, I, I take the stance that I'm not there to teach them the right way to engage with me. I do that in some of my other capacities but if I'm there to serve you, I think it it, it, it will attract or hurt that relationship, right? Because now you know, they might put me in a different, you know, bucket, She's difficult, and all these different levels that it takes away from, like, what I'm there to accomplish. And so, just being, sometimes, like, get back on the mission, mm-hmm. and put my feelings aside, so, like, uh, you know, I, I do, my brother's always like, they're just trying to be nice, I'm like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so yes, I understand that sometimes it's from a low- low meeting place but it's still sometimes hurtful. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I... I try to take my ego out of it because, you yeah, know, people, it should be too excited, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. it should come to my world, but maybe it something a little bit more. One is a black American, right? Mm-hmm. But especially when I hear i African, all kinds of stories about animals and, <laughs> <laughs> and
0: zoos come up and I'm just like, yeah. uh,
1: okay. Okay, that
0: <laughs> you know. makes sense. So it's like... um it's like what you're saying is one: we do so much to educate ourselves on how to navigate in the banking space, mm-hmm. much less in in a non Black space, much less in a non African space. Mm-hmm. But when we finally do, and then we we feel like there's they're, they're reciproc not even reciproc they they are receptive mm-hmm. to us coming into their world because we understand you feel like it doesn't necessarily happen the same way because there's not a lot of effort that's done on the back end so that they ask informed questions because you ask yeah. informed questions, which opens their heart to right. you.
1: And, and, you know, and maybe it's lack of... I, in the age of Google, I, I hate to say it's lack of resources, but lack of interest. And also there's no... Um, um, there's no motivation for them to do it, right? Like, we have to do it because we're trying to take home a check or get into an industry that we don't own or, you know, that's the driver for us. But like, what's their motivation to, like, get to know us apart from, you know, they, they don't have to, right? Mm-hmm. And and maybe the right way is to just be like, I'm going to check you, right? So that now they think twice about it, but they mm-hmm. don't care, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. um, there's no motivation. I think, you know, in the allyship conversation, that's something that needs to happen is, if you're not taking effort to like know your team members, your teammates, and like be really interesting, genuinely interested uh, I mean you can tell people who are genuine and people who are just like trying to make humble bullshit connection, right? Or mm-hmm. sometimes not even like they're trying to show that they're interested But it just also feels like ill-spirited sometimes uh, I think we, we become very well-versed kind of like discerning mm-hmm. whether something is genuine, well-intentioned, or just Weird, <laughs> mm. You know, and um, in my career, I think I've experienced all of it where it's like, oh, that wasn't the right thing to say, but like you meant well, and like maybe I'll engage because we yeah. have a relationship and I think it's all relationship based or, you know, I didn't know about you and then you asked this and I'm like, mm, that's weird. I'm just going to leave that alone mm. and just like continue on like the professional side and like doing the work. Mm. And that's something that I'll stop asking you about your stuff because like I am, I am generally, I want you to do well, right? Like, I, I want to know, hey, you said to mom was felt how was she doing or yeah. whatever it is like i'll still follow up but i just also have um, the awareness that you won't come into my world the same way like you won't yeah. show up for me and, and i think that's fine like uh somebody once said in just like relationships or friendships not Everybody will be what you are to them, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how I show up for you is not how you show up for me. and yeah. That's fine. Um, mm-hmm. We have to be okay with that, but we have to find the people who show up for us and like, take care of the, most people as well. So um, it's complicated to be in corporate America and uh, the diverse... Because even that's like a diverse way of thought. Because like in my organic environments, I don't have to worry about that. But in wrong, environment, I do. and That's a diverse
0: thing for me yeah right? not for it's different, the, exactly um so i hear your problem solving hat i, I can hear so much of your problem solving
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: self or personality in as you sh- as you share your story because you are sharing it so authentically but you're sharing it also from a logical and like a uh, a place where your, your results driven right so it's like as you tell your story mm-hmm. and yeah so I'm gonna finish the thought, but as you finish, as you tell your story. Thank you so much for watching the Work and Play podcast. This episode is sponsored by the Boss Up Conference, which is a community for entrepreneurs, CEOs, celebrities, and corporate executives to come together, network, and solve some problems. Thank y'all so much for being supporters of the Work and Play podcast. And thank you for watching the Work and Play podcast and all the episodes before. Now let's get back to the episode. You rationalize it and you understand how the mission is to Help the client do mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z in their banking, right? Mm-hmm. And then you understand that you come into the room as a black woman, but that sounds secondary to the mission, right? The mission is um, to get this done. So that I think provides sanity
1: mm-hmm. in this
0: like this corporate space where we're trying to balance who we are and then what we do. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to know. Well, first, if anything's coming up for you, mm-hmm. feel free at any mm-hmm. time. But I'm curious to know how your identity has formed as a Black woman, or I guess as an African woman, and then as an African American woman.
1: The corporate space, Oh just period.
0: You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I
1: think i um, You know, I mean, you just talk about problem solving. I think that comes from like being a Bemba Black woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that comes from like the that that um, I have two eggs and two tomatoes and some vegetables. I have eight people to feed. How are we going to make this work? Figuring mm-hmm. that out. Mm-hmm. Um, my mm-hmm. mom said, remember, but I was translated as, um, a place of lacking breeds ingenuity. When you don't have something, mm-hmm. you get creative as heck. And um, and so like, I think I'm used to that, right? Because a lot of the times we, we're working on a con- some kind of constraint. Um, Luckily, you know, I'm uncomfortable now, like, but I, you know, like, just thinking of like coming out of college, like I can't believe that like, some of the things I was able to do as a college student, the fact that I traveled abroad, I had no money. Like now when I travel abroad, the amount of money I spend, <laughs> I and mean, it's not like the experience is that much different, but like now the things I need to have, all these things, right? But like, we, I made it work, you know? When I talk about how uh, credit card points okay. I got creative, I figured it out. I wanted to go, I didn't have a lot. I went and my rent was still paid. Uh, you know,
0: <laughs> I just want to, you know, one time for one time. My,
1: and so, like, I think that comes from like watching my aunties, watching they figured it out. Uh, you know, my mom, like, there were times like when the water was shut down, right? Growing up in Zambia, and I remember my boy, my. I had a little boyfriend then, and he always talks about how we used to have these conversations when I was like, literally, I was stealing water is what I was doing. <laughs> that was like a place in the pump where you would like hook up a hose pipe and would hook it up and like get water for the day. And I don't know, like, he would come by and like we'd chat. It was so endearing to him, and I'm like, do you know what was actually happening? <laughs> <laughs> like, I gave my water <laughs> right, like. Like this, he remembers it so differently, right? This (laughs) romantic thing for him, but um, but we made it work, right? We made it work, and we, you know, it's just it's just how how it is. Uh, But yeah, I think so. Being a black woman always gave me that. But you're right. I think there was a part when when I moved here, when it wasn't important to be like a Zambian person or a Zambian woman. But the point, as a teenager, right? And I wanted to just fit in, so like, the dress or the things that I did or how I engaged mm-hmm. were just a way of like, okay, I need to like integrate into society. This is what my friends are doing, right? But now I think I'm a little bit more comfortable, and I think that just comes with age and just like not, you know, it's like whatever it is, yeah. what it is. People are still going to love me, and because I don't need a lot people I want to be with, right? Yeah. Um, so now I think I'm just like more comfortable saying, you know, I'm Zambian, <laughs> I'm, I'm active in my community, people know that about me, and then things that I find uncomfortable, I just don't engage, right? Yeah. Um, I don't need to prove who I am to anybody else, and I think I have pretty dope people around me. Like, I I think I attract pretty people good people, dope energy, I always brag on my friends, they're all doing some amazing things, so it's okay, and they all think I'm special enough, because I'm, I'm truly an introvert, and I say, oh, my extrovert friends pick me, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they even <only> want <laughs> you, so I'm like, why do I have to show off to people who I don't even know, when the people who know me are like, we want you in our lives, so I think that comes, and then in the in the work world, I think, you know, sim- similarly, right, I think for the most part, like, when I show up, as my happy <laughs> go lucky self, um, the right people like see see it, and that's okay. There's some people maybe I wish would get it that don't, and that's why. Like, how do I make sure that people who are seeing it are advocates for me and are sponsors, mm-hmm. and are giving me what I need? Mm-hmm. And it's especially in my current role. I've been like some situations that I've been challenging with people are just like motivated. It seems like they're motivated to see you lose (laughs) they want you to lose and it's like they give it energy Mm -hmm. and like i don't know i don't know what that's about like that's not a feeling i've ever had towards somebody. um Mm -hmm. because i don't know that's just again (laughs) so many issues so many it's like, is your life that perfect that you are really motivated by seeing me, like, not be successful? Yeah. Like, I have real problems, and not just my own, right? Other people's problems that I think about, that could be solved by, like, $50, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, that, like, I, you know, my family, the things that we're going through as a, as a family, and uh, my country, the things we're going through, the things that I see that are a shortfall in that, like, I just couldn't give energy into, like, trapping somebody up or whatever, yeah. and I see that, and, and it's hard not to give it energy, it's not hard not to be consumed by it, but what I've learned in the last year of COVID, because we had to sit out with ourselves a lot, is it's okay, and it's taken me a while to be okay with like people who are not supporters or big fans of Cheetah, it was my first time in my life, <laughs> it's like, like, you don't like yeah, me, like, Exactly. are you kidding? What is with, with you? Exactly. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> what is wrong with you? But, you know, they're going to exist. I wish I learned that in high school because I think people had some people like that in high school. I didn't, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I just minded my business. There was too much to learn. There was too much growth that needed to happen. There was too many changes happening in me and around me. Yeah. So, like, I didn't have time to, like, give attention to people like maybe, and maybe it happened. I um, have my friends are always telling me like, "You know, you just don't be catching stuff." So I'm like, "Girl, whatever." You know, I'm, when somebody like shady, yeah, I don't, I don't even like, I don't. It doesn't register. I just like move forward. Yeah. like that's on you and your heart, and that's your energy that you have to deal with. Yeah. And so, like, it's maybe it's happened. It never registered. <laughs> it didn't. Um. So, like, this is the first time I'm experiencing it and like being aware of it and yeah. like trying to navigate and, whoo. Lord, you know, yeah, it can be a lot. It can be a lot, but you know, Mm -hmm. I've 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 found peace with it. Like last year, I was struggling with it. I really couldn't understand, but I doesn't. I'm still pretty dope.
0: (laughs) Girl, say it louder. (laughs) I am still pretty dope. Say that, girl. I, I would um. I would say you have accomplished so much and and like the way the way that the world organically has shaped for you to succeed mm-hmm. is amazing bar yeah. none you have achieved so much and i i know why that Navas story is so <laughs> impressive so i hope you know at this point like it that yeah. it tells me even now and that was almost what six or seven yeah eight years ago yeah and um so I'm curious. I know you want to accomplish so much more, right? I'm sure you have a lot down the pipeline. So where do you go for support in terms of your career and navigating that African American African woman and corporate um, professional brand um, in getting to where you want to go? You know, I don't
1: have a great answer for that. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think I don't have like one place, right? I think it depends. And <laughs> it means my dramatics, but like when I'm faced with like a big career thing, it's like.
0: Hey y'all, let me tell you about my friends at Run The World Clothing. Run The World is a community empowerment brand that chooses to educate on Black history, Black culture, and Black radical thought through apparel and experiences. Run The World is a vessel to celebrate the Black experience for Black people and our allies. And I have on one of their latest pieces from this season's collection. So if you haven't seen Run The World Vic's episode on the Work and Play podcast, go check it out or go to their website to check out some of their apparel. Now let's get back to the episode.
1: Oh my God, everything is wrong, but I, I think I talked to everyone, right? Like, um, But I, I try to get different perspectives. I have um, fortunately a Zambian black woman who's a mentor. Um, she she works at, and then Blue Cross Blue Shield, she's done it for a very long time. Um, and so, and she's close to C-suite, right? She's pretty high up and um, she's somebody I'm doing something with, like at the community level and stuff. So like, when I, I go to her and we can have like a big sister kind of conversation and just like tell her, and she knows like all of the things. So there's that perspective. And then I talk to you about like Rick, the first partner who hired me. He's like a voice that I trust. Like he, when I got my first promotion out of college into senior, he was like, in ten years you can be partner. I'm not gonna be partner in ten years, but like he just was. He said that so with so much confidence. And he was so sure. He believed, and I, I don't know if I believe, but. It's so refreshing to have somebody who's just like, you can do it. Like, I see the magic, I see the fire in you, Mm -hmm. and I want to support that. I will put my political capital to supporting that, your dream. So sometimes I'll I'll call him. I don't do a good job of like keeping in touch, but like when I do call, he's always like, oh my god, yes, let's do lunch and you buy me lunch and we'll have steak and potatoes and we chat (laughs) it up. Um, And you know, sometimes it's hard. I try because. It's hard to also read people's intentions. That's one one thing like I'm trying to get better at. Again, I'm very like direct and very kind of like if you don't say what it is that you don't like, I'm not gonna know. Right. Yeah, yeah. So like I, I don't want people who are like trying to go around about <laughs> yeah. right, it, mm-hmm. and it's like, "Why are, are you saying? Why can't you just say it?" So i mm-hmm. like, "Why do I have to like fix the problem and decipher what the heck you're saying? Uh, how do I know if it's the right problem?" Um, but anyways, so within the firm, like whatever company I've been at, if it's like a big career thing, there's the one they are. They work for the firm, right? <laughs> and then they are also ambitious, so like there's sometimes where like. I, you have to take that advice to grain of salt, right, in the same firm, mm-hmm. uh, because, like, they want you to stay, or they want you to stay instead of this position, because it maybe it's very And mm-hmm. there's some people who aren't like that, like, who is held straight up, but it's hard, so, like, I, I think I tried to get some advice from, like, leaders, so, again, I don't have, like, a person, and then, like, I sit with all of it, I think back to my analytics, like I gather, I sit with it. <laughs> well, <whatever. laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like I, you know, the questions of like, where am I trying to go? And what's comfortable? What feels happy? What am I excited about? Yeah. Did I have fun today? So my nephew asked me if he was three and I still keep it. Um, <laughs> he, he was so smart. He would call, <laughs> I would call him <laughs> and he's like, did you have fun today? I'm like, I don't know. But now I try to have fun. because that, <laughs> that, that. childlike thing, right? Um yeah. What is fun? Like, like where can I have? Some fun because the work is gonna get done, yeah. and it could be miserable. Or it could be a little bit of fun. And, yeah. Um. So I sit with it, and then like I, I, I decide again. I, I also talk to you know friends, family. Mm-hmm. I have some friends in the profession, in the um, whoever I'm dating at the time. But mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think there's not one person. Mm-hmm. I think I just you know try to because sometimes you know. People outside of you do see things in you, but only you know what's in your heart and like what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. So like it's good to get people to, you know, every now and again I'll do like a survey of like, what do you think of my mom? So like to so just get feedback on me as a person. Yeah. And then say, you know, I don't think of myself that way. I wonder what that's about, Exploring that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love to get feedback, but again, it, it, it's, it's it, that inputs mm-hmm. and then I
0: decide. That's great. Yeah. I think I think you doing a survey is one of the things that I've even worked with in my clients where I'm like, mm-hmm. it's funny that you do that, right? But sometimes we are in our bubble and we we don't yeah. even think about getting that that feedback. Right. It's called like so. Even when I was, uh, you know, executives get their 360 mm-hmm. feedback, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's when they're on their way out the door, and <laughs> sometimes when they're, when they're on their way up. Right. But I think we can all benefit from a 360. So I just think that's really
1: awesome. Yeah, yeah.
0: You gotta have a board of directors, and I, who's on your uh, board? Who's yeah. <laughs> on your board? Yeah. So as we um, think about next steps, um, I love for you to take a moment if you if needed. But think about three to five years out, and give us something that we can look at Chita and be like, look, um, I saw her when she was when, oh and she God. said she wanted to accomplish a couple of things, and my mentor does this, so it's it's like li- literally coming up for me so naturally. Yeah. What are some of the things that you, knowing that the only thing that keeps you from doing whatever it is, is like raising your hand. <laughs> what know. are some of the things uh-huh. that you could possibly see yourself raising your hand for in three to five years?
1: Huh. That is- that's a good question. That's a hard question because, like you said, things just like happen. Uh, it's funny, like when you're though. someone said when you're on the path, the way appears. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I think I'm on the path to be um, a lot more involved in helping, at least where I'm sitting, like. Uh, have more of a voice in like what we do for our minority black and brown communities. Um, I, I don't know what it will look like for five years from now, but I think that's something that will stay. And then I also see myself pursuing more opportunities in Zambia. Um, I told you a little bit about something, with the project I'm working on, but I'm really just interested in building a network there and uh, in the future when I have family I think that that would be a second home base for me um, so maybe starting to be more intentional about planting seeds there and building some kind of a life there um, so for five years I should have hopefully a little bit more progress uh, with that
0: I love it so we are gonna be like did you raise your hand better? and the thing I love about opportunities is when we know what the opportunity looks like that we're looking for it'll present itself and it might seem weird but it's not weird because mm-hmm. we've already spoken it into existence.
1: Right, right. Uh,
0: it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as we head out, I think there is a woman somewhere and I do this on every episode. So There's a woman who is somewhere along the journey that you've already trailed mm-hmm. and she needs either a bit of guidance or a bit of a word to help her see beyond the situation that she's in right now. So maybe she's not raising her hand or maybe she, you know, hasn't been quite acclimated into her new culture. What would be that one thing and that person that you'd like to reach back to and speak to right now? Um,
1: I would say that, you know, if you're in the room, you're supposed to be there.
0: Hey guys, it's Ariel from the Work and Play podcast. If you're getting any value from this channel, and I mean anything from the tutorials to the podcast to the random videos that you see on this channel, then I just ask that you do one thing, please subscribe. Subscribe and share this to anyone that you think this resonates with and drop a comment below so I'll know what other things that you wanna see next. Now let's get back to the episode.
1: Uh, so speak up, speak firmly. The thing that you're thinking is obvious uh, that hasn't been said probably isn't as obvious as you think, and that's your unique contribution. So uh, walk into those rooms and speak confidently in the things that you're thinking, the things you're feeling, even though it's so different from what's being spoken, I think that's our competitive advantage, right? Uh, because we, our backgrounds are so different, our perspective is so different. So of course it's not being said. Um, so be confident in, 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 in the thoughts that you're having, the ideas that you have. For sure. I think uh, I am still learning to find that voice as well. But yes, it's valid. Let's yeah, let's speak louder um the things that we believe or think.
0: That is awesome. You have been such a blessing. Thank you Thank so much you. for sharing your story, Cheetah. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys for listening and for watching. And if you'd like to get in contact with Cheetah, Cheetah, how can they reach you?
1: i'm on linkedin um so that's a good avenue i'm also on instagram my instagram is very personal but i think on instagram on linkedin um i I engage with people sending me a message and i also like to follow a lot of people's career and things that they're doing um
0: through linkedin awesome well there you have it please reach out if something did touch your soul or touches your career journey and you'd like to connect go ahead and connect with miss cheetah again Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. And I will see you guys on the flip side.
1: Bye. Bye. <laughs>